Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. We all know Mark Twain was a great writer, one of the greatest writers of all time. He also was extremely quick-witted, which contributed to his stellar writing. In 1897, he was in London, and he had heard a rumor that was started that he was gravely ill, and then when followed by another rumor that he had actually died. When he heard this rumor, Mark Twain quips, without even blinking an eye, the reports of my death are greatly exaggerated. The reports of the demise of Big Ten basketball are also greatly exaggerated. We all know that the Big Ten had their struggles this year. It was sort of a common theme that went throughout the season. Mark Titus even wrote about it for The Ringer, Bill Simmons' network website, fantastic website that he has there. Mark Titus is a great writer. He's grown up being a huge Big Ten fan his entire life and watching Big Ten games, Indiana, Purdue. And he talked about how the Big Ten really just did not have a great season. And it was down. Didn't have the firepower. Didn't have the top echelon teams. Heck, you remember that preview show where they didn't even have a team seated in the top four. Then we get to the NCAA tournament and those thoughts were actually proven out. In the East Regional, you had Wisconsin as an eight seed. They had an incredible run. In the West Region, you had Maryland as a six seed. They had a tremendous season. Except remember that run, they had so many wins and they hadn't beaten anybody with the top 20 ranking. Then they tailed off at the end of the year. Northwestern, one of the best stories of the whole tournament, 23-11. and 11, They got an eight seed in the West. In the Midwest, you had Purdue with a four seed. They actually got one of the top four seeds. Big Ten champion. Michigan with a seven seed. What a great run they had. And Michigan State with a nine seed. All three were strongly competitive. Even Michigan State played Kansas. Tough for most of the game, even though they were undermanned. A lot of injuries. In the South region, you had Minnesota, one of the hottest teams in the entire country at the end of the year. Minnesota was on fire. They got a five seed. And those were your seven teams. So the Big Ten last year got seven teams in. They won a very modest eight and seven. They got three teams into the Sweet 16, which is better than the seedings would say. And no one moved to the Elite Eight. And if you look at the decade since 2010, this has really been a microcosm of the the Big Ten. In 2010, people were still down on the Big Ten. They had had a huge height when Michigan State won that title with Tom Izzo, Mateen Cleese back in 2000. But from that point, folks, no Big Ten team has won a national championship. None. So as much as there's the history, the Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Purdue, Indiana, Wisconsin, you go on and on, all the great teams, all the great programs, these great schools, they failed to win a national championship since 2000. So we go to the decade of 2010, five teams make the tournament then, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State, they go nine and five, three teams make the Sweet 16 in 2010, and one, Michigan State, makes the Elite Eight and also the Final Four. 2011, they bounce back. They get seven teams in the tournament, seven teams. But they only go seven and seven. Only two teams make the Sweet 16, and none of them make the Elite Eight. 2012, things start to turn around. Six teams get in, Indiana, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Purdue, Wisconsin. Conference goes 11 and six. Four teams of the Sweet 16, and Ohio State made it to the Final Four. Elite Eight, Ohio State, Final Four, Ohio State. 2013 was supposed to be the Big Ten's year. And this is really where the reputation has gone downhill. 
They had something like six teams that were in the top 10 at one point. It was a really strong year for the Big Ten 2013. Seven teams got in. Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Indiana, Illinois, and Sparty. They went 14-7 and in the tournament. Four teams did make the Sweet 16. Two made the Elite Eight, won the Final Four, and won the championship game. That was Michigan, of course, lost to Louisville. But from that point, 2014, six teams made it. They went 10-6. and Only one, Wisconsin, made the Final Four. Then 2015, seven teams made it, went 12-7. and Two teams in the Sweet 16, two in the Elite Eight, two in the Final Four. Wisconsin made the championship game. And then 2016-2017, back-to-back 8-7 and seven records in the NCAA tournament. Seven teams making it each of the last two years. Only three teams making the Sweet 16. None moving further. It hasn't been that they've lacked star quality. In fact, if you look at the decade since 2010, AP Player of the Year 2010, Evan Turner, Ohio State, Big Ten Player. Player of the Year 2013, Trey Burke, Michigan. Big Ten player. 2015 Player of the Year, Frank Kaminsky, Wisconsin. Big Ten player. 2016, Denzel Valentine, Michigan State. Big Ten player. And this year, you can make an argument for Caleb Swanigan, certainly. Frank Mason got it. Caleb Swanigan, right there with him. So they've had good players. They may not have had great pros, which is what I think is contributing to the reputation. Look at Kentucky. Gus and I talked about it on the last podcast. They had a player drafted in the top 10 in each of the last nine years. But the players that are contributing there tend to be four-year players and tend to not be great pros. Evan Turner's been okay. Trey Burke has been okay. Frank Kaminsky's trying to work himself in. Denzel Valentine had a disappointing year. And all reports are that Caleb Swanigan is not going to project that well into the NBA. We hope it's wrong. We love him. But that's the issue. The issue is the Big Ten is close but no cigar. They load up the tournament. They get seven teams in. And then besides the one team, the one representative that does well, whether it's Izzo making his once-every-few-year trip to the Final Four, or Wisconsin with that great team with Bo Ryan making it to the championship game, or Michigan behind those guards and John Beeline making it to the championship game. They haven't won a title. So they're still viewed as a football school. They're viewed as a college football school that dabbles in basketball. Now you look at a conference like the SEC, the Big Ten smokes the SEC, folks. If you look top to bottom, there's no comp- There's no debate. You want to say Florida, you want to say Kentucky. Of course, those teams are great teams. But top to bottom, the Big Ten is as solid as they come. Even go to the ACC. You want to look at the ACC? Of course, Duke, North Carolina, Louisville, now great schools. Even Syracuse is done. They, they, they're loaded. But the bottom feeders in the ACC, your Boston colleges of the world, teams like that, they're not very good. So the Big Ten, from top to bottom, can match up with anyone. Even go to the Pac-10. This year was great for the Pac-10. UCLA, Oregon, Arizona, USC, who should be very strong this year. But the bottom teams aren't good. Even with Markel Fultz in Washington, still wasn't very good. This is a very strong conference, but they're lacking that top echelon team. And they're lacking those NBA players. And that's what's holding them back. The fact that they have not, in 17 years, had an NCAA champion from the Big Ten 
Hurts them. Hurts them. But that's all going to change this year, folks. Even if you look at this 2017 NBA draft, only four players from the Big Ten Conference got drafted. Only four. First one to go was DJ Wilson at 17 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I like DJ Wilson. Versatile player, 11, 12 points per game. But that's not the type of guy that's going to draw attention to the conference. Markel Fultz goes first, right? 22 points per game, even though the team wasn't very good. Then Lonzo Ball. Here comes Tatum. Then Josh Jackson. Then Kentucky. Then another Pac-12. Even somebody like Dennis Smith Jr. coming out, they're not getting the young play. They're not getting the one and dones in the Big 12, and that's the issue. If you keep going, OG Ananobi, tremendous athlete, one of the best athletes in the draft, but was injured, went 23, Indiana. Followed right after that by Caleb Swanigan at 26 to Portland. And then the only other Big 10 player to be selected was Thomas Bryant at 42 to Utah. And that's it. But folks, that's about to change. If you look at SB Nation's top 25 early rankings, they have Michigan State, Minnesota, and Northwestern all seen in the top 25 right away. On top of that, Michigan, Purdue, and Wisconsin on the bubble as well. The Big Ten's going to be strong next year, folks. And if you look at the players who are projected to go in the 2018 NBA draft right now by Draft Express. There are some good ones. It all starts with Miles Bridges, who, folks, I'll say it till the cows come home. If he had come out this past year and I had a pick, I'm taking him first. 6'6", 226 pounds, thick, thick young kid, NBA body, 6'8", almost 6'9", wingspan, and averaged 17 points per game, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists on a very disappointing Michigan State team. Not up to the normal standards. He's explosive. He shot almost 39% from three-point range. As a freshman, you can see him dribble. He's got a high motor. He can dunk left, right, attack the basket. He's got it all. And he's got the NBA body. This is a guy who's going to play right away. He's not going to sit on the bench. So Miles Bridges, right now is projected by Draft Express to be the fifth pick overall. He could be the first pick. And as for the one and dones, things are starting to change. Jaron Jackson committed to Michigan State. Five-star incoming Spartans recruit. He's the new sort of power forward, right? 6'11 frame. He's got a good three-point shot. He's projected one and done. But you put him next to Bridges, that's going to be quite a, quite a tandem to deal with. Now, he's only 227 pounds, but he's got a 7'4 wingspan. And he's an incredibly talented player. So right away next year, you're looking at two Big Ten players going in the top ten. Moving on. Justin Jackson, who came out this year, tested the waters, and decided to go back at Maryland. He's going to be in the draft next year. And listen, averaging ten points and six rebounds per game on Maryland, when he had to deal with Mel Trimble taking a lot of the shots, it's nothing to sneeze at. Don't forget, he went back-to-back 28-32 point games in there. Had some great games for them. 44% 44% from beyond the three-point range, 6'7", 225 pounds, real good player, just needs to get better at everything else. But Justin Jackson's going to be a first-round pick next year. And gosh, we haven't even touched on who could be, not crazy, besides Bridges, the Big Ten Player of the Year, Ethan Happ. 6'8", 
Ethan Happ had a nine had nine consecutive games of double digit scoring for the Badgers this year, and he had sixty six points and twenty six rebounds over a three game winning streak late in January for the Badgers. He will return next year. He's going to be a junior, all Big Ten preseason player for the Badgers. Ethan Happ could make himself a first round pick, absolutely. Which means we're talking about now four first round. Picks from the Big Ten Conference in 2018 when they had four picks overall this year in 2017. Another top player, Vince Edwards, should be drafted. Draft Express has him going 37th overall. He's Mr. Everything for Purdue. Did a little bit of everything. 12 and a half points, five rebounds, three assists. And he stayed late. He almost stayed in. But he's coming back for a senior season. Vince Edwards should be drafted next year, as should his teammate Isaac Haas. You can't coach size, folks. 7'2", 290 pounds. And you know how these NBA scouts go crazy over size. As soon as you see size, they're going to draft him. He's a strong guy. He needs to develop. But he was playing behind Swanigan last year. But he certainly is somebody who is going to be a force with 12.5 points, 5.7 rebounds as a junior. Coming back as a senior could be the guy to go to. He develops an offensive repertoire. He's going to get drafted. You say Mark Eaton. I say Isaac Haas. He'll find a place on a roster. And there's two other guys don't forget about. Ohio State, who everyone's forgetting about. Keita Bates-Diop. Had surgery to repair that stress fracture in his leg before the season. Got a medical red shirt. He's got two years left coming back as a junior. They got a new coach, Chris Holtman. He's 6'7", 235. He's got a huge wingspan. He's a versatile defender. And he had 10 points and 5 rebounds just 9 games last year. He's a good free throw shooter. He's a big body. Bates-Diop's going to be an issue. And right now, Draft Express has him getting drafted 52nd overall. And let's not forget one of the biggest offensive weapons in the conference, Moritz Wagner from Michigan. 6'11", 240 junior. Trying to build off that 2017 Big Ten Tournament Championship. He shot almost 40% from three-point range, 56% from the floor overall. He was fourth on Michigan in scoring with 12 points. He had 4.2 rebounds and a steal. He tested the waters with DJ Wilson, decided to come back. A true European big from Germany, Moritz Wagner is going to be one of the best players in the country next year. You can mark it down. So I feel quite strongly that the Big Ten is back. The reports of the demise of Big Ten basketball is greatly exaggerated. Michigan State was 20-15 and 15 last year, made the second round. Tough game against Kansas, got blown out, but hung around for a while. Bridges comes back. They got a great recruiting class. And Tom Izzo's got a chance to get back to that Final Four. SB Nation has them at fourth in their top 25, which came out in late May. Next Big Ten team they got up there, 17. They got Minnesota, 24-10 and 10 last year. First round of the tournament lost. Middle Tennessee State, Giddy Potts. Gophers were a pleasant surprise last year. And they had a huge hot streak. And Richard Pitino brings back almost every single major contributor, besides Akeem Springs, senior, They got a number five seed last year. They're going to be shooting for much bigger than that. They're going to be a preseason top 25 team. Don't forget about Chris Collins and Northwestern. They were 24-12 and last year. Finally made the NCAA tournament for the first time. Won their first round game. Made the second round. Kept it close with Gonzaga. After they were down 20, they came all the way back. They got everybody coming back. Every every single contributor is coming back for Northwestern. They're going to be an issue, Northwestern. They'll be back in the tournament again. Preseason number 23. Coin SB Nation. And the next top 10, they got Michigan at 27. They got Purdue at 32. Got to get on Gus about that, right? Michigan being ranked ahead of Purdue there. And they got Wisconsin at 34. Big 10 basketball 
is going to be back next year, folks. It's going to be an issue. They're going to have big-time players, and they have their best chance since the 2000 season of winning a national championship. And wouldn't it be poetic justice that in 2018, 18 years after their last Big Ten Conference national champion, the Michigan State Spartans do it again. Izzo did it with Mateen Cleaves. I think he can do it with Miles Bridges. The reports of the demise of Big Ten basketball have been greatly exaggerated.